0: opportunity for tuning in to Comic Con. I'm Brian Koppen, and we're with Comic Maggie Mayfield. Maggie Mayfield, how the hell are you? I'm
1: good, man. How oh, the hell are you?
0: I'm doing it right. Thank you so much for coming on. She's—I mean, she's beaming in from Austin, where it's probably 4,000 degrees. Meanwhile, in New York City, it is uh, about 16 degrees with uh, feet f- uh, feet of snow
1: multiple feet
0: of snow <laughs> multiple feet of snow I was like foot feet yeah multiple feet of snow and so we follow her everywhere she's maggie mayfield on twitter and instagram and she has Mayfield.com where hopefully we will hear everything about her new album what can you tell us about it
1: uh, wake up yeah, maggie so- Wake, up, wake maggie. up, Maggie. i just maggie! asked
0: you a question about like wake, wake up maggie
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um listen i don't know about you but the pandemic uh was pretty boring you know i watched all of netflix like all of it. And then I was like, man, what else do you do? And so you go online and um, that's a lot of what this album is inspired on M- me <laughs> uh, hearing my whole life. Was you were you named after that song? Wake up, Maggie. And then from there, it just like spiraled into a bunch of comedy songs
0: um, what's, what's Wake Up, Maggie. What's the song? I, I mean, I know Maggie I just, May" by Rod Stewart. I guess I'm aging myself. I'm pretty old. What the fuck is Wake Up, Maggie as far as a song? There's a popular song.
1: No, that's it. That's one hundred percent it. It's the Rod Stewart song, and so you're you're not you're not aging yourself at all. And I just laughed because like, listen, I was in radio for a long time, and when you d- dive deep into these songs, you learn that Rod Stewart wrote that about a, a prostitute essentially that took advantage of him at a music festival. And I was like, you think my my parents are hippies, but like they're not terrible. They're not going to name me after a prostitute. Like that's just bananas. So I she took I, advantage
0: of him. You know, there's female power there.
1: It, I I mean I get he was 18 at the time oh, I mean no. how much you know what I mean
0: like are how you am I? like that Maggie in the song you know because there's like a prostitute and she she had a little boy and she was having sex with a little boy you, you, you that Maggie right
1: yeah but like so, yeah don't so how did you kind of I mean
0: did, did you even acknowledge the backstory on your album and if not what is the what are the topics you ended up settling on even though you just watched the entire Netflix so you could have chosen anything.
1: I, I did. Uh, so a lot a lot of it has to do with like our second life online and like yeah. how we just go down these deep dark rabbit holes. And so um, there's there's one song that's getting play on a bunch of online radio stations all over the world. It's called "Social Media Is Fake." And so like basically it's just about like look everything you see online is not is not real. There are filters. We we lie to make ourselves look better. Like stop comparing your front stage to your you're backstage you know does that make sense Well, that so, totally makes sense but then, like, i
0: mean that's just so funny because by now we kind of forgot that i mean the first time it came out you're like of course this is fake this is just a two-dimensional mm-hmm. world where we're interacting with buttons etc it's totally fake i'm on a keyboard in my house i am not you know in a room with maggie mayfield just living you know at right. yeah, the comedy store and the, you know joe rogan's studio or whatever like so, but it's mm-hmm. so cool because now that's like a reminder it's totally fake
1: it's all fake and so i made these stickers this is like my favorite part i made stickers which i would sell as like merch at shows i like get for a donation but now i just take them in my car and every time i see like a pole at a gas station or i'm in a bathroom somewhere with a bunch of stick i just plop it on there like don't forget social media you know what's that
0: does it have your website on there or, or no does it just have social media um it state? has like
1: my yeah it has my handle on there okay. so at maggie mayfield <laughs> but yeah i'm kind of hoping that it starts this like fun twitter thing but you know we'll see well she has
0: th- I mean she has yeah. thousands of, of followers on all these platforms and things like that so I think a lot of them were people who are actually paying attention to the bathroom wall they're like <laughs> we'll this see, I just, hilarious like, tell people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or she's like really emo we're not quite sure <laughs> we're not we're not sure we're bringing back early 2000s is what it is um yeah first
0: right so like tell me about that like you know what you know you said the word emo so that got me to thinking she's in radio she knows rod stewart like i don't know just what's your experience with uh you know because you're musical comedy you have a guitar and so what's your been your experience with music and and the intersection between music and comedy like how'd you kind of settle on that particular venn diagram overlap between music and comedy because it could have kind of overlapped anywhere
1: yeah i I grew up in a house where music was so important. Like we would sit around the table at dinner, the whole family, and the radio would be on, and my parents would play this game, like, do you know who this is? Do you know who this is? Right. Until it it switched at about when I was about twelve or thirteen, right before parents split <laughs> up, right? And it was like, Mom, do you know who this is? You don't know who this is. Um and it just it made sense that I would get into radio because I was like, Yeah, this is my favorite all my favorite song, all my favorite artists. And then it, it was a job where I got to, like, stalk all of my favorite musicians, you know, um, to the point where as I was getting started in comedy, you have to have a podcast, as you know. And so I started a podcast, and it was called Why tune Shuffle, and I would have content creators come on, and we would talk about the soundtrack of your life, so the music that was important to you mm-hmm. and where it took right? You think of a song, and it's like, oh, well, what was your – the soundtrack to your first kiss or, you know, the worst breakup you ever had or all the – you know, so it was very emotional, but also very funny. And like, just very can't it was very uh, this American life, if that makes sense.
0: But I mean, what's your soundtrack? And kind of how did it lead you to the content on your album?
1: There's I mean, so many, so many songs. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I do is like parody stuff. So that way, the audience feels like they're in on the joke immediately. And the best part about doing comedy with music is that the bar is set very low for both of them no one expects you to be hilarious because you look like a prop comic and no one expects you to be good at music because you're trying to do comedy okay.
0: so you end up being good at both and you're just surprising and it's a pleasant surprise on both on both sides of that
1: exactly exactly and so
0: but a parody of what like like what are the you know what are you parodying and how do you settle on those few topics when he could have chosen in?
1: Um, okay, so this is how it really started. I've been playing guitar poorly since I was fifteen. <laughs> and um Good, and I've man. never played for anyone in life ever. It's always yeah. just been for myself. But I wound up dating someone who was also a comedian, and as he would like go about his normal things, I would just start singing, you know, along with like blink one or like third eye blind. I was like, I wish you would take out that coffee can, my friend, or whatever. And <laughs> it it just it became a thing i was like oh this is fun for me like i should do this on stage and it was so nerve-wracking because i didn't perform music for anyone ever it took me four tries before i got on stage and was able to do an actual parody song (laughs) it took so long to the point where comics were like oh we're gonna try this again and i was like yeah i think it's good i think what? It's just, I don't know. There's something so nerve wracking about like doing music. Oh, I love right? Are you because... sure,
0: Maggie? Are you sure you want to try this again? All right, guys, Maggie Mayfield, <laughs> let's get Ex- a round of applause.
1: <laughs> I'll never forget. And I, I was thinking about that comic that said that to me. And I was like, yeah, see me now. See me now. I've got two albums out, girl. Like, what? What?
0: So, how do you um, like, when do you get comfortable on stage? And you, did you get to the point where, you're like, I'm actually good at this? I'm going to put out some albums?
1: Yeah. So it was when the, the pandemic first hit. So like March, April, 2020, I was like, oh, I should do parody songs about the pandemic. And I put out a small EP. It was just like five cover songs. And I contacted all of the artists. Like I tried to do it like Weird Al. And I was like, hey, Miranda Lambert's people, like, I'm going to do this thing. Is this cool? And they were like, we cannot confirm or deny that this yes. is okay. And I was Meaning like, I'm taking that big, as a yes.
0: If it gets big and it goes back on us negatively, we will sue the bejesus Act.
1: <laughs> but I took that as a yes. I was like, they didn't say no. <laughs> They didn't say no. So uh yeah, and so I just did um Tom Petty's American girl and I called it pandemic girl. Oh. Um put your mask on, baby. Make it nice and tight. She was a pandemic girl, right? Like yeah, that's nice so funny tight. to me, right? Yeah, that's what he, yeah, that's
0: so... what he would say. I mean, that's sexy and nice and tight, man.
1: I like my Keep I like my pandemic on. girls with
0: that type of mask on. I love that. <laughs> it's just like is you know, is that kind of like um you know, is that material stuff that you can kind of still do? I guess the pandemic's going on forever, but I recently had a comic on who said, yeah, it's sad that I'm even sick of my own pandemics, you know, it's going on so long that I'm sick of my own pandemic jokes now, <laughs> like meaning I've been telling yeah. them for years, and so stuff I wrote two years ago is like, man, I can't believe that that's even played out by now.
1: I know. I know. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. On, not in Texas. Cause I'm in Austin, like you said, in Texas, they don't, it's like the wild west out here. They're like, what pandemic? Ah, pew, pew, pew. You know, like they don't, it's not a thing here. It's so different. Um, not that it doesn't exist. It's just like, they don't care. They're over it. Stop talking about it. It's wild.
0: So, yeah, um, I mean, like, you know, you came from LA, right? Like you had been doing comedy in LA. Now you're doing comedy yeah. in Austin and you're, you're yeah. finding out that they're just not as uh just not as woke and stuff like that and so how are you are you tweaking your material at all or are you just kind of going to the couple liberal bars in austin doing material there the places you know, where they believe that you, think I'm think I'm
1: you know what's fast i love that you said that and here's why steve martin is one of my idols i love him so much and he i saw an interview that he did um talking about him coming up during the vietnam war and how comedians at that time were so polarizing because they wanted to talk politics. They wanted to talk about the war. And he was like, listen, if I can stop talking about that and stop and unite people rather than like dividing them, he's like, I'm going to be just fine. And of course, look at him now. Like he's a gigantic superstar and the, the legacy that he's left behind. And I was like, you know what, if I can do that, we're in such a polarizing time right now. Like there are so many other things to talk about other than like, Who's in office, or what mask, mask or no mask, vax or no vax? It doesn't matter, right? There's so many other things that we can talk about.
0: For example, on my album. Yeah, yeah, but you have a, you of pandemic or is, or your EP was pandemic material, and now your LP is not.
1: Uh, correct. So the okay. EP, and it wasn't it wasn't even divisive because we were so. It was such new information at that time. Like <laughs> everybody believed what back in the day. Yeah. And and ever the thing was is like everybody was stuck inside, so it was like the I did a song like I'm so bored, um, I all I want to do is eat, you know, like things like that's it, that's all that I talk about. It's just like making fun of this, like oh, we're stuck in four walls now, like what do I do? Um, it it probably feels a lot like um, oh, what's the Bo Burnham's album that just came out Inside his special on netflix it probably feels a lot like that where it's just like oh this is what's happening on the inside of my house you know so i don't think it was very divisive it's just like oh this is this is what's happening more of a recording of what what life is like in march and april of 2020.
0: but then Um, you set out to kind of do the album that would explore non-pandemic things so you can really do it anywhere in austin right because you'll be the steve martin of austin making sure you're not divisive and just kind of silly and fun
1: I hope so. I hope so. Because you know what? I, I truly believe that people do the best they can to put their head on that pillow every night. You know what I mean? They do the best that they can with the information that they've got. And whether that's far right or far left, I don't care. Show up, be a good person, laugh. Let's have fun. You know, like, I don't care about that stuff. Um, it affects me zero. Um, you know, it does affect me. <laughs> um, trolls online. And, uh, and going and and looking at weird shit. So one of my other favorite songs is called uh, the conspiracy theory song. And (laughs) it goes down the rabbit hole of like, all the things that like, we read online. And we're like, well, it could be believable, but also science. (laughs) But also like, you know, who knows? It's just So what conspiracy
0: theories are totally fake? And which ones have some truth to them? Or which ones do you like as a theory? Like, they're so wackadoodle that you're like, I'm gonna mine this for comedy.
1: Oh, the flat earth one is my favorite. That <laughs> is, like you get someone that talks about flat earth and I'm just like, tell me everything. Because it's like a total disregard for ev- eh, like centuries and centuries of, of research and evidence against it. And yeah. I just wanted like, where did it, where, why? Because yeah, it's not I don't even science e- not books
0: even... anymore. It's history books now. It's like, that's how exactly. old the science is on
1: right? Um, and it. Right? And, And the more that you get to know these people, like they're, they're so serious and they do their own quote unquote research, which I, I love. And it all stems back from like religion, um, and science, this division of like religion and science. And so religion changed a lot of the Bible, according to Flat Earthers. Um, (laughs) and it's just like, okay, you want to start, you want to start there. It's just, I, it's so fascinating to me that this is like, this is a thing, this is the thing. And they just roam the earth and walk around. And I'm like, you know what? You're just trying to do the best you can. At the end of the day, Like, if the earth is flat or if it's round, we all have to pay bills. That's it. We're yeah. all gonna pay bills. And then pay taxes and then we're gonna die like who cares and i just don't see the
0: payoff like i don't see like some people getting conspiracy theory because they they're like oh i'm a holocaust denier and some people are like well that's you know meaning like the person is saying i'm a holocaust denier and so and therapists are like well the reason why he's doing that is because he doesn't want to believe that we live in a world where the horrors could happen and be allowed to happen but um you're like what's the what's the harm in a flat earth you know like why are you like cocooning yourself in this theory to protect yourself from what like what's what, right like why does it fucking matter if there's a flat earth or round earth so just like how did they get interested in that thing in the first place I, and you kind of it, talked it, about it, that in terms of like deep dark rabbit holes that you get into on the internet yeah. like are they necessarily dark and what kind of rabbit holes have you been getting into <laughs> if you can discuss yeah,
1: exa- exactly well um <laughs> The one there's a new one that i'm fascinated with okay. uh, and it was just sent to me on tiktok which i <laughs> someone sent me a video of women doing weightlifting with their uh vaginas <laughs> and i just couldn't stop laughing i was like this is a real thing this how is a real thing that? i don't know but then you like go down and like women are talking about how like this this woman who believes that like every every person can shoot ping pong balls across the room with their vagina <laughs> um but they're just walking around with numb vaginas and i just find that amazing like i'm walking around with numb private parts right cool. like
0: that is cool i didn't i One didn't woman know is convincing, so... she's doing the lord's work she's convincing everybody that their vaginas are bad. <laughs> and so you should follow I don't need, like, like a... and she'll teach you how to make them unbad and unnumb. that's wonderful
1: Right, and there's like a video where like she sits on a bottle and unscrews a cap, and then it co- it's just like what what is this work like this? Whew, good for you. Well, she's good been doing those kegels
0: work. or whatever, like that. Well, you can strengthen your internal, but like, I, I mean, how do weights get involved? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't tiny know. I told this to like a certain thing. That's weird.
1: <laughs> I told this to like another comedian friend of mine, and she was like, "Listen, the first time I ever did a show in Austin." <laughs> um, I was on stage and there was a girl walking around with a tit bucket, but it was, you know, one of those like weightlifting things where it was like hanging from a string between her legs. And she's just like waddling around dressed as a clown trying to get tips for the show. And I was like, yep, that's, that's weird. That's Austin. That is, that is exactly what this town is.
0: So keep Austin weird used to be a thing. And it's been co-opted by the whole Rogan thing. Like, you know, is it still weird or is it just kind of corporate now? it it got that Spotify money?
1: Um, no, it's weird. It's just weird. Um, because there's only one real comedy club here. Um, and the old school Austinites, the old school comics are kind of the gatekeepers. And so there's a lot, it's like a wild west. There's so many indie shows, so many other things happening, but the, the audiences here are hungry. They love it. They want to pay for it. They want to see you like they want to buy your merch. They want, they want to do all the things. So it's fun. It's just it's weird to see like Tom Segura and Tony Hinchcliffe here um, and Joe Rogan, but at the same time, like they're it's, it's inaccessible to, to know or be around them because of these gatekeeper. It's, it's a, it's a weird place to be. It's so you just, just to kind of put on
0: your own shows and things like that. Is there, is there house 100%. parties or like backyard shows because it's such nice, nice weather down there or no?
1: Um, I mean, there is a lot of that, but there's a lot of bars that want these shows, too. They're just not clubs. So it's like the live music capital, but there's so much competition for music. And it's all all the same. It's a lot of cover songs. Um, So they're integrating more comedy shows into these spaces, which is great. It's just, you know, producers that may not have the same mindset as someone more seasoned out of like, L.A. or Chicago or New York, per se. You know what I mean. And also, so you you're get trying to like fit a in pod- as a
0: musical, a musical comic, right? So it's a little bit weird. Like, like oh, you guys are trying I, to get away from music because there's so much, but I'm a musical comic, so.
1: Yeah, there are a couple um, whom are wonderful. I mean, there there are a few that are down here, um, but it's not like you could just put a show of the few of us together. You know what I mean? Like, we're very different. Um, very different. I love that.
0: Like, yeah, the few cool people. It's like, well, we're kind of <laughs> cool in different ways. Have you been a Creek and cave down there? That used to be in a story. Yeah. Yeah. St. That's, Ryan. that's
1: like, that's the only, that's the only club. Seriously. Um, just moved down there. Right. Yeah. Last April, April, 2021.
0: <laughs> and that's the only club. I mean, that, you know, they don't got, it's just bars, I guess. Okay.
1: It is just bars. Yeah. They had a uh, cap city, but that closed down, I think, uh, late in 2020. And they were supposed to reopen fall of last year, but that hasn't happened yet. There is another space called the Romo Room, excuse me, which is wonderful. Um, But it's like, it's a separate room inside of a brewery. So it's not like a Uh, traditional club per se. But I mean, there's plenty of spaces to do it. There's plenty of open, everything's open. It's no big deal. Like there's no shortage of places to practice and work out. There's no shortage of shows, that's for sure. But... um, as far as like clubs go,
0: yeah. um,
1: Dallas is where it's at. They've got like seven or eight up there. So I'm <laughs> going so yeah. to Dallas
0: for you. And then when you go to Dallas to promote your third album, what's your third album going to be about?
1: Um, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm still kind of reveling in the old stuff. I'm writing some new stuff. I'm working on a song now called Stop Saying Sorry, um, which is a, a polka and kind of an empowerment piece, like just stop apologizing for existing. Like yeah. you're allowed to take up space, take up all the space and uh, shoot the music video for that in March, so. Uh,
0: yeah, so what's the music video for that? Is it just you, you know, you what, starting out by saying sorry and then you realize that that's fucking stupid or what? <laughs>
1: um, it's a, Oh man, I don't even know how to say. Okay, so it's uh it's gonna be very much like that Friends episode. I, I parody everything. It's like that Friends episode where all the girls are on their couch and they're eating ice cream in their wedding dresses. Yes. So it's, it's gonna be me and a um, a bunch of my girlfriends in wedding dresses throwing paint on each other, very much like an OK Go video. Oh, cool. So. If you can imagine that, because yeah. you're
0: like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna stop saying star." Sorry, I got jilted at the altar, and that's why I'm wearing this dress. Or you're like, "I'm wearing this dress because, like, in Friends, I just wanted to fucking wear a dress.
1: I just wanted to wear a dress. Yes, and also, like, a trash the dress session is like, you know, we're <laughs> we're told little girl, you're supposed to save it and cherish your your $1,200 wedding gown. Like, why? Yeah, why are cool. we spending amount of
0: that's, money? That's a so. brilliant idea. I don't think I've seen that before ever. People trashing the wedding dress.
1: Thanks. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is not original but uh i hope that this comes across in, in a very original way <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> so. yes the idea is original the execution is original and that's why we follow her everywhere she's maggie mayfield on social <laughs> and where can you find wake up maggie that's the most recent lp right
1: correct it's okay. on all the places itunes spotify pandora you can use it in your instagram stories and and all the good things so
0: and she has yet to take it down i know a lot of people are up in ours, about joe rogan but we can't we can't kind of you know spotify is difficult enough to make money on so we cannot take our money off we can't take our material off of spotify and all the places because people like maggie mayfield's genius needs to be heard right
1: i love that thank you <laughs> but she's also maggie mayfield right that is it and it's m-a-g-g-i i know it's spelled weird but i didn't pick it so she's Thanks, like the,
0: she's <laughs> like the magi in the bible maggie mayfield thank you so much for coming on
1: <laughs> i didn't pick it <laughs> My mother, like, didn't know, like, email was not a thing in the 80s really yet, and so she didn't know she was going to make every email sent to me misspelled, so I would never get all the important things. You're like
0: that, you're like that Maggie in that prostitute song, aren't you? Uh
1: Uh-huh, yeah, something like that. (laughs)
0: Enjoy, enjoy Austin, thanks for coming on.
1: Brian, you're the best. Thanks for having me.